Well, hello there, everybody. Greetings, programs. Welcome to Alter Yarmulks Presents. I'm Alex. I'm Jared. And that's it for everybody. All right, good night. Uh, <laughs> I'm Adrian. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back, Adrian. Happy week off return. Yes. I Yay. Uh, happy not first of the month, because that's when you're not here. <laughs> so many jokes. Yeah. I got nothing. Yeah, I got it. Yeah, me neither. Other than hello. Hi. Uh, hello there. So, Adrian, what was your picks for last week's category? We're just diving in. What, no, no. What, for last week's. What was your oh, stuff for last week that you missed? What was last week? Uh, last week was sci-fi me. fantasy. Quick, right off, like two, real quick. You're not prepared for this. Well, at all. Star Wars clearly. Uh, oh, that's why I was a little upset that I was missing last week because yeah. it's like the one week I'm totally allowed to talk about anything Star Wars, and I'm not here. That's why I didn't warn you before we started. That's how I was going to do that because I wanted your reaction. Like, oh. <clears throat> Um, and I really liked, uh, you only find them when they're dead. So there you go. That, that's the recap for Adrian's last week, Woo-hoo! which was sci- sci-fi graphic novels. Sci-fi. Uh, and this what's week, this week's graphic this novels? This week's graphic novels will be, I don't know how well that'll come through in the edit, but otherwise. Horror. Uh, horror. 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 Oh, what's that from? I don't remember. It horror. just popped in my head. Uh, it, specifically horror and horror and horror. Oh, Frank, that's going to bother me. Uh, there is still some other categories left in the shop that we probably won't go over because there's only like 10 bucks for each other category. So this is probably the last themed one we'll have for a little while. Uh, Wait, we're only talking about horror? Yeah. I talked about the other one. Oh, do you have other stuff? That's I right. mean, I have the okay, what well, I'm then, allowed to order. Jerry and I are going to talk about horror stuff because that's all that's on our list. No, I have horror on my list, well, too. I was say, but that's all we're going to talk about is yeah. just horror. But I have horror on my list, too. Right, but you can do horror in the other thing, too. Oh, okay. So. so what's the other thing on your list manga. besides horror? Manga. That you've read currently? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> but you'll, you're a fan of it in spirit. We'll go with that. So why don't you, why don't you start off with your manga uh, so that you have not read, but you can recommend? Well, it, <clears throat> I have read some of the, Gun- the Gundam stuff. You know I'm a big fan of big giant robot animes. If it's got a big giant robot, I'm usually a fan of it. Slight spoiler alert, you should also be a fan of this week's What If, then. Go ahead. Not as giant, but yeah. Yeah. They're big. Yeah. 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 There's robots. There's robots. Oh, now I want to watch it even more. I don't know why you haven't. Because <laughs> of work. That's why. You, can you watch chose it. to you, stay at you work. Can, you can watch it after work. Oh, wait. You're anyway. <laughs> anyway. Uh, big giant robots. <laughs> big fan. Uh, yeah. I, uh, Gundam has always been... Uh, a series that is very anti-war, but it uses war to figure that whole thing out. And it shows the scourge of war. Um, Double O, Gundam Double O, Gundam Wing, Gundam Seed was a really good one in the recent, recently. Um, yeah, uh, just great all-around uh, anime. And they usually have mangas that actually make sense that are side stories to the show. So even though you don't have to watch the show to understand the manga, you also don't have to watch read the manga to understand the show. And they might put points of commonality. Easter eggs within the two? Yeah, just so you kind of know where they fit in uh, relation to each other. So I've always liked it. Um, yeah, Gundam. Cool. All right, Jared, what is a horror that... You enjoyed it. You're looking, you were looking that up, weren't you, of what it was from? No, I, well, I was going to start to, but I'll okay. go ahead and speak, I okay. guess. How, uh, my bad for making <laughs> you speak on a podcast. Uh, my first pick was uh, Nailbiter. I read the first volume, and I really liked it. It was a lot of fun. Um, it's about this little town called Buckaroo, and it's basically this town that where a whole bunch of America's um, serial killers and psychos are born. Um, so there's like this mystic serial killers come from this place so it's about one of them who uh he's called the nail biter because he kills victims and chew on their nails which so, is disgusting mm. yeah i mean really the, the, sets the creep factor up there pretty I mean, high the killing people part yeah that's weird whatever but the chewing the nails that's where i draw the line right Blah. but uh he uh gets captured by swat and everything like that and he goes to trial well they find him not guilty so they don't really say how they find him not guilty or anything, but he's found not guilty. He's, they declare it. Yeah, they declare it. But he's uh, living on his own farm and kind of away from everybody, not killing anybody anymore. So everyone knows he's guilty, but he still got off somehow. 
Um, and then we kind of go into a mystery of, um, so there's this uh, one detective that goes to the town and he's investigating different things, calls up his partner who is almost suicidal, who had murdered somebody else and is kind of on leave from being a cop. So he calls his buddy to come help him out. So his buddy goes to the town. His friend is missing. So he gets with the local police department and there's starting to have a couple murders pop up and it's all reminiscent of different super or superheroes, um, serial killers who have killed in the past or different monikers and things like that. So like they'd wear the mask of one and do it or tie a victim up the way one other person would do it. And it's just the uh, investigation of who is the new serial killer, what's happening. And they actually go to Nailbiter, who is, you know, acquitted and living on his farm. They go to him for help because they think, is he a suspect or is he going to help? So it's very twisted and it was really good. I actually enjoyed it. It's a one size fits all. Hey, you're a serial killer. Uh, if you were to do it this way, <laughs> right. how would you do it? <laughs> exactly. Because all serial killers are the same. Yeah, that's kind of one thing. I'm like, mm, I I understand to investigate him. Like, okay, he might be a suspect and whatever. But like, okay, we he's cleared you. Hey, own, you want to help with us? Right. Yeah. Like but he's got his own mo. I mean, if you know, if the victims don't have their nails chewed off, he may not be a suspect. Yeah. So. Uh, and they actually relaunched that series recently too with it, Nailbiter Returns. Oh, it's Returns. What uh, What was Daybreak or? I'm not Something sure. like that. I want to say Nail by Returns was the yeah. more recent. recent yeah, I've volume. only caught the first volume, but I was very, I, I enjoyed it enough. I want to check out the next one. So I think the Returns follows the daughter that was investigating in the first Nailbiter series. Because yes. it's like, oh, I worked, I used to work with your mom, um, okay. you know, when he was a consultant and everything. Gotcha. So. so, yeah, that's worth checking out. I really enjoyed it. If you like that genre, this one's very twisted, very, it's a very good story. So. All right. And it's not as graphic as you would. I mean, it's still oh, graphic. Yeah, but not there's like, some blood and stuff, but that's not gore. Gore. It's it's a true horror, you know, serial killer type of, you know, it's almost. I would rate it up there with some documentaries that would show blood and stuff like that, but not go into the full gore. All right. It does a little bit though. All right, and first one up for me is Hellblazer: The Rise and Fall. Uh, this is a story written by our favorite Tom Taylor. I was going to say, I thought he did. Yep. It came out, honestly, I think the trade or hardcover here came out Didn't two it? months ago, maybe. It wasn't was very long say, ago. It was this year, I thought. It was pretty recent. That's Didn't a the conscience. series come out uh, during COVID? No, it came out after COVID. I'm pretty sure it Was it out. after? Yeah. Okay. And uh, COVID, it's, it's all blending. That's a that's a Constantine book, yeah? Correct. Yep. That is. Yeah. I believe this was only a three-issue series, too, which is really cool. That it is the oversized. They it was originally released in the magazine style format, like bigger than normal comic oh, books, yeah. and they kept that size with the trade, which I have a love hate relationship with. Like, oh, it's cool because it has the bigger art, so you can see it. They didn't trim it down or distort the size or anything. larger frames. But the problem I have with it is like, well, fitting on a bookshelf, spine out, it won't fit with everything else. Right. So that like OCD says no, but it is. A great story where John Constantine that is trying to solve a re string of murders that involve his past where the suspect was a child friend when he was a youth child that died and came back and possession and stuff. And I don't want to give away too much because it is there's a lot of spoilers with that if I go too far. It's only three issues. It's guys. only three issues. Yeah, right. But it had a lot of flashbacks with John Taunt. John Constantine as a kid. Yes. Not just, you know, as it was a him, the suspect origins. for that when he gets older. And then there was another female. Was she a cop? I want to say she was a I cop. I think she was a cop, yeah. That all three of them were growing up together. One kid died. And then all of a sudden they're adults. And it's tying back to that flashback story yeah. and everything. But it's really cool. I'm usually not a huge fan of Constantine and Hellblazer stuff. But this one, I mean,. I saw it when the first issue came in. I was like, Tom Taylor, I'll, I'll try it. Yeah, I same mean, here. I was hooked. And I subscribed, I bought it, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. So, yeah, that is Hellblazer Rise and Fall by Tom Taylor. I think this is probably hit. I like John Constantine in a team-up setting. Um, I thought this was probably his best solo work. So Yeah, possibly. Uh, I like the attack on the, on the back. A billionaire falls from the sky and dies. Who gives a darn... This is a clean podcast, so uh, yeah, 
I really enjoyed it. It's cool. You should check it out. What is next on your list, Adrian? You know, it's funny. I should have skipped this week because horror really isn't up my alley. I'm not a big fan of the horror stuff. But, you know, as readers do, they try stuff, new stuff all the time. Um, And recently, uh, an artist that I had been following for a while, Art Germ, had... um, I'd seen it in a comic shop news that her art was going to get featured on this comic called Mercy. I say, which art germ is this? Because there is the husband and the wife, they both draw. That's right. I don't know then. Okay. I can look it up. Yeah, whatever. Uh, anyway, so. Or no, I think of Adolfo. That's who it is. Not art germ. Art germ is one person. Okay. Anyway. Anyway. Yes, you're right. I think you're right. It was the writer that is the there's two writer more. is two and the artist. Anyway, the cover art really intrigued me. I'm like, oh yeah, I've always followed that artist and 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 uh, I want to see what this is about. I'll at least pick up issue one, and issue one really intrigued me. Um, lady is uh, walking into like frozen tundra western style wagons and saloons. Uh, old timey town, uh, and there's a murder. Uh, there's a murder spree kind of going on, and um, she's there to investigate, and something comes out of her. <laughs> uh, something <laughs> like, <okay>. happens, <laughs> and it's like, oh, this is not really what I was expecting at all. But it's fun art. Um, it teases a little bit of. Uh, a different style of like almost Japanese style of art, uh, which I I really enjoy. Um, but uh, it's by I can never pronounce the name right. Mirka Andolfo. Um, yeah, but uh, yeah, it's it's great. It's good uh, horror. It's a six issue mini, six or seven issue mini, and um, during the year that we did not mention. They had already announced the Merciless, which is a sequel to this. So uh, it didn't need a sequel. It ended pretty well, like plenty of closure, I thought. And um, yeah, it was good. I really liked it. Art's great. Writing solid. Um, all of it. And it's not a gore over the top. No, or... no. It's more, it's very comical, for lack of a better term. I would say psychological horror. Almost. Uh, Are there some supernatural psychological? Yeah, I'll, get, I'll I'll agree with that. It's not just. It's not like a saw movie. Where it's, it's not just like blood, and blood violence. and gore, right? That's and those. I would argue that that's not even horror. That's just shock. But this is a psychological this is supernatural. What is going on? Wait, I thought you were the good guy. I thought you were the bad guy. I thought up was down and down was up. What's going on here? Yeah. All right. Jared, what's next on your list? Um, I see you've got the same one I was going to pick, uh, Z- Year Zero. Go ahead and you so can start with that. You can tag team with this one because it's been a while since I've read it. And there are two volumes of this, actually, too. Mm-hmm. So, Volume 1 and Volume 2. Yeah, I don't think I've read Volume 2 yet, but I know I have it on my shelf. Um, this one's about a zombie apocalypse that's, you know, in the first year of it. Um, Not even the first year. It is like, it is happening. It is, yeah. The outbreak is going on right now. Right. Uh, basically... A group of scientists, if I remember right, in, in Antarctica di- find a frozen corpse, and they think it's, you know, obviously dead and stuff like that, and, it, you know, that's kind of how the zombie outbreak begins. Um, we see one of my favorite things in this, uh, how somebody survived, is this kid was going through, uh, um, it's in Mexico City or Mexico? So... It follows five different people. Yes. Um, There's an assassin, a guy a, on... A uh, Japanese hitman. Yep. A Mexican street urchin. Yep. An Afghan military aide. Yes. A and polar he's the research one. scientist and a Midwestern American prepper. Doomsday prepper. Yes. Um, I believe the uh, the kid, um, he survived by... He was asking for change from somebody, and they, like, threw it down a, a storm drain, and he goes in to uh, get the change so he can, you know, survive. And basically there's all heck breaks out above him, and everyone's dying and everything. 
And so being, undying. being poor and scrounging for change <laughs> saved his life. Yes. So I, I always, that always stuck with me. Like they just saved his life being poor. You know, that was so cool. I, you know, not being poor, but you know, <laughs> the life saving part of it. But, uh, not only that, the jerkiness of throwing money at the poor yeah, the guy, is what saved him. Yeah. And the guy <laughs> who, uh, you know, was being a jerk. Got that? Yeah. He didn't make it. But he saved a life by being a jerk. That's the moral of the story. That's a moral of the story. We'll put it that way. That's a moral. <laughs> Maybe not the right one. Yeah, it's all from a certain point of view. <laughs> but no, this one was really good. I enjoyed Year Zero. The all, every single one of the stories had an effect. Um, I know the F, the soldiers were protecting a group of women in the Middle East, and you know just that whole dynamic and how they were going to survive from there. The prepper he was getting. Uh, messages over the radio, I believe. He was receiving message. We'll just say he's yeah. receiving a message from another survivor. Yes, and he takes his prepped out vehicle to go out into the world to save or you know meet up with this to person. to live with her. Yes, and because it was specifically like he was isolated by himself, home all alone, and he's like, oh, you know, I'm, I need companionship. I need companionship, and then so, hey, there's someone else I can talk to. So no spoilers on that to let you find out how that one went by yourself. But each story has its own compelling grip to it that was really good, and I, I'd need to check out Volume 2. I was really so. surprised that the publisher got uh, together with Marvel and wrote that one issue where Captain America shows up. Oh, yeah. <coughs> so Captain America shows up in everything. So piggybacking off of you, I'm going to go into my second choice for this would be Year Zero Volume 2. There you go. Um, the cool thing about this is it follows a different group of survivors also. Oh, cool. So you don't necessarily need to read Volume 1 to Volume 2. I mean, you can, definitely. It's it's fun, interesting stories. But the second one follows a grizzled Norwegian sea captain and her two young grandchildren navigating an ocean teeming with undead while eluding the relentless pirates on their tail. A Colombian cartel boss and his henchmen and everything, all that fun stuff, and a Rwandan doctor that is has crippling fear of dying. And, like, I just, that's not great when there's a whole zombie horde. Like, he's he's a coward. Like, he's hiding trees away from everybody and everything like that. And it is, the way both these stories, or the way both these books tell the stories are really interesting, where it jumps back and forth. Like, you see a page or two of this character, boom, jump to this other one. Page or two, jump to another one. Like, you could totally read the one character's story all the time, but I like the added mystique of like, well, we'll get back to that later. Here's this little bit, and we'll go back to that later. Here's this little bit, and just jumping around while still in order, but not one continuous story for each character. Do the books alone uh, connect with the people that they're following, or is, are they just completely separated? Though, like, they are completely in their own stories. Okay. So you don't, you could, like I said, you could totally read. Uh, like the uh, assassin, like I, I just want to read his story. You could totally flip through just to read his story and be good to go, or you could read all of it. But it has a nice little, it's like commercial break between each one of like, oh, now there's this one. Oh yeah, now this person was doing that, and yep. how that goes together. Now I think they do have some themes together. Okay, like all right, well I need food. Well I need food too, but how I acquire it versus how I have it because I'm prepped or whatnot. They do have some loose tines yeah. to that, but very loose within that. So, yeah, Year Zero, it's cool. It's by AWA Comics, which is a brand new publisher that started 2020. That was one of our first podcast episodes yeah. with Mark, was talking about AWA Comics. And it's really cool. Um, I like it. There's two volumes out. I don't know if they've announced a third volume yet or not, but the fact that they are self very much self-contained yeah. of year of volume one and volume two. Yeah. Is really did nice. they do single issues of these or did they, they go straight to trade? They did do single issues of these. Okay. Yes. That I couldn't remember. Um, I want to say there are either four or five issues. It doesn't say on the back and okay. yeah, I got to say, I really liked it in terms of a zombie story. It, it was different than a lot of zombie stories, but it was still the same. So I really enjoyed it. Which is ironic because there's only so much you can do with the basic zombie right. story, you know. Right, and so they did when a good something... job. Put it, put their own little twist mm -hmm. on things. I mean, they never tell you how what. Well, they do tell you what caused the zombie apocalypse with the character at the beginning with the uh, in Antarctica with the frozen corpse. Yeah, corpse. Well, and the cool thing too is each volume is only nine ninety nine. 
which is yeah, a, that's not much of an investment for a great story. Yeah, for any trade that's worth, if you can get for ten bucks, it's well worth it, and I, it's worth trying for ten bucks. Yeah, if you care remotely about zombies, this is definitely try it out. All right, Adrian, what else is on your list? Uh, I stepped away from horror and um, I went toward like a mystery noir book, and Frank Miller's Dame to oh. Kill For uh, is. Pretty good. Uh, I think they made a movie which was not as good as. Now I can't think. Sin City, which was good also, uh, but Frank Miller also did like Three Hundred. Uh, he did uh, Batman Year One. Uh, pretty solid stories. Um, I like the art style that gets used. I like the writing. Um, yeah, it was just a bunch of stories that get put together about. Uh, kind of one thing that the whole story is being driven by. Um, yeah. Frank Miller. A Dame to Kill For. There you go. You can't go wrong with it. It's a classic. Instantly. There you go. All right, Jared, what's next on your list? I actually have a two-parter. Have at it. Adrian was super short, so you can go I wanted it. to... My the first one's going to be really short because I wanted to reread it because I I can't give you details of it because it's I read it in single issues and by the time I really got into it it was um, I was like moving and COVID was hitting so I I don't remember the whole story but it was a uh, vain um, I don't remember the publisher I don't remember hardly anything about that part of it but uh, I want to say it was Image Comics I'll look I think the one so, with the pool of sure. blood on the cover. Like it's literally a pool and it's full of blood. Yes. Okay. Yes, I believe so. But it's um, basically it is Oni vampires. Press. Oni Oni Press. Oni Press. Okay. It's a group of vampires that uh, it's in World War Two time where they sign up to with the military to fight the Nazis. So you've got a group of vampires against Nazis. That's the basic premise of the story. Um, they are kind of like it's not soldiers. It's more like secret agent spies type of story arc. But it, it, I thought it was really good. And I'm it's one I want to reread so I can get the details back in my mind because I know I really liked it. I, after the first issue, instantly went on my pull list. I really enjoyed it. All right. So, and what was the other one that you wanted to uh, mention? The other one was a lot of uh, a lot of people have already read, but it's uh, the best zombie story out there: The Walking Dead. Um, follows Rick Grimes and his ragtag, you know, band of misfit survivors who. A lot of them don't make it. They make new ones along the way, you know. They make new zombies along the way? Yeah, yes. <sighs> yes, they meet new zombies. They have some great villains with the governor and Negan and everything. And just how a lot of them die, it's... A lot of them do die by zombies, but a lot of them die by humans and how humans interact with each other in, a, in an apocalyptic setting. Um, the way... His wife and baby girl are killed. It was awesome in the comics. Um, Judith is still alive in the show, as far as I know. I haven't watched it in a couple seasons. But it, uh, the, as good as the show has ever been, the, the comic, books was always better. Oh yeah, like I, I always compared the show. Like I watched the first episode of The Walking Dead when it first came out, and I was so disappointed in the show compared to the comic. Like for one, it took them thirty minutes to wrap up what they did in the comic in three pages. It's like, come on, keep a, you know, let's get some pacing going. But so, yeah, I mean, they did so much in the comics. There's how many volumes of that? 30, oh, 34? No, it's, it's more than that, I think. It, there's there's a bunch. I mean, they did might like be right. three or four omnibuses. There are four omnibuses. There's four omnibuses. I mean, that is a huge story. 193 episodes or either, issues? Either 93 or 98. I, I think exactly. it was I think it was 193 though. I think that does sound right. And the final issue is actually its own trade paperback too. So I just because trades typically have like six issues, so 198 by six is 32 point. So 33, 34 might yeah. be right. Yeah, there's just so many volumes that we could pick out certain <clears throat> story arcs we like. Sure. Um, one of the biggest hard hitting ones for me was when uh, Glenn died in the comic. It was so brutal. They did a really good job of adapting that onto the TV show, actually. <laughs> and the show was really brutal, but that's the way the comic was. Um, some of the characters that died in the show, I liked the way they did, but they, some of them survived in the in the comic and just going forward with everything. Um, I liked the ending. 
where they <laughs> did the time jump, and Carl's now grown and everything like that. Alex, how do you feel about that? I understand why they did it. <laughs> I did not like how the publisher and everything did it because they didn't promote it. They're just like, eh, and this, here this, you go. yeah, this week's I mean, comics out. Oh, guess what? It's over. I mean, yes and no. I, I as a retailer standpoint, I do hate that. But as the consumer, I respect that because it truly was a surprise. Yeah. So like, and I mean, but Kirkman's, as a retailer, it's like, okay, we could have ordered more. We could have done more for they, people who wanted it. Not even that, because I know there was a lot of fans who wanted that issue that couldn't no, get it. Then the reason why it's worth so much is because they didn't announce it. Yeah. Oh yeah. The what I would have liked them to have done rather than that is like, all right, final issue. We automatically doubled your orders. They returnable if they don't if they don't sell, they will sell. But if for some reason they don't sell, then you can return. And that them. would have been better. Something. That, I mean, Kirkman has done that since with other titles, where it's like, oh, by the way, here's a brand new series that starts tomorrow, and you guys didn't order it, but here you go. It is what it is. Something like that. Sure, fine. Yeah. So the means are there where he could have done that. Yeah. Where he said, all right, guys, this issue, double the orders or triple the orders, whatever. Like because he knew it was going to go off. It was going to be a banger of an issue. Like yeah. it's going to go off the charts on sales. However, he didn't do that. And again, I understand that you want it to be a surprise. Mm, it's fine. fine. It's There's a way to do that where it's like, hey, surprise, right. here's a bunch of issues. Because by the time stores find out that they were getting extra issues, the news had already broke. Hey, this is the final issue. Exactly. So we were already up a creek without a paddle at that point. Right. So if it said, hey, this is the final issue, don't worry, retailers. I doubled and tripled your orders. You know, pay for them, whatever. If, you don't, if they don't sell, return them. Yeah. That could have been an option. Yep. They could have done a little bit more. But I do like how Robert Kirkman during COVID – uh, you know, started a new or he gave did the us here's here's Negan, Negan or Negan lives Negan, Negan lives, lives special. Yeah, just to give comic shops something to sell. And that one was COVID. a surprise. Yeah, uh, he didn't. He was like, "Hey, by the way, next month this one's coming out." There, like, uh, that one was a surprise. So yeah. he did make up for that. Oh yeah. So, but yeah, I I think that is the best st- zombie story ever made. Movie, TV, game, comic, whatever. I mean, in my opinion. That's my opinion. That one... It's arguable. That one is arguable. Yeah, it I, is. I only thing I would argue with would be Dawn of the Dead. Because without George Romero's original Dawn of the Dead, there would be no modern zombies. No, that I'm not sure, looking but at... the creator may not have done the best story, though. Right. No, and that's what saying... I'm... I'm going with the, 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 overall, the overall story. I'm not talking about cultural impact... You know, without that, we wouldn't have had The Walking Dead. Yeah, I'll agree with that. That probably is more significant than The Walking Dead. But as a story arc, Walking Dead is my favorite, and I think it's the best one. Well, I mean, zombie comic or I mean, zombie you figure it lasts 193 issues. It's hard. If it's going that long, it has to be good. Exactly. So versus a movie only lasts, at best, unless you're Scott Snyder, three hours. Right. Yeah. So that, that's... Well, and how many of the deads have they made since Don? Right. What, five, three, seven? I mean, if we're going back original, original, yeah, then that was nineteen sixties. It was still black and white, so it, I was thinking sixty. I think it was in black and white like for that. choice, though. I don't think it was actually. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but either way, that's it's been a while. That's why. That's why I say the argument could be made. Oh, d- definitely the argument. And like I said, that's my personal opinion and preference. That I, I think that's the best one. And I love zombie stories. I loved uh, Resident Evil growing up. Uh, the games. Let's just leave it at that. Oh, yeah. Let's ignore the movies. Nineteen seventy eight <laughs> is what I found for Dawn of the Dead. Oh, seventy eight. <clears throat> Night of the Living Dead sixty eight. That's right. Night of the Living Dead was before oh, Dawn, Dawn of the Dead. Of the, yeah, you're right. So yeah. So, I mean... I liked the remake yeah. of 2004's. The one in the mall? Yeah. Yeah, that one was that good. That was a good one. Hmm. That one was good. Um, the 28 Days Later, I yep, really enjoyed that one, were, too. Those were good. I like when they do, like that, with 28 Days Later, the, the, the MacGuffin was, how long can they live undead without eating? Yeah. Right. And let's go from there. Yeah, they can't starve to death. So right, how much, zombies. But if they are but, still rotting and deteriorating exactly. at a certain point, well, it's just And they dust. actually touch base in that in the uh, Walking Dead comic also. I know during the winter, they've got no blood circulation, so they're... They're frozen. Know, they're frozen. Mm-hmm. They don't... They either move slower or they can't move at all. Right. Because they can't keep their ligaments and bones and tendons and everything warm enough to be able to move. I would laugh at like the quote real zombie apocalypse if it ever happens. Like, oh no, it lasts until winter, then it's done. Because if the blood would freeze and expand, all right, burst your head, your brains, whatever, just survive winter, you're good until next season. Like, eh, plausible. Just hold up, hold up for one winter and we're good. Yeah, it'll be fine. 
So moving on from <laughs> that. Except for the Southerners and maybe California, you know, places where they don't get a whole lot of snow and freezing. Hey, yeah, another another reason for Ohio to win. A uh, win for there Ohio. We go. West Coast is on fire. East Coast flooded. Ohio, we're fine. Yep, we're good. We're fine. Happy as can be. We're going happy to Starbucks. Can, happy as can be in Ohio. <laughs> So yeah, uh, moving on from The Walking Dead. Good job filling time on Adrian's lack of talk. Good job, Wait, Adrian. What is going on? You didn't talk a lot. We we're like, oh, Adrian's here. We'll be good. We'll, we'll, we'll fill be time. Fine. We'll fill time. Here, Adrian's I'm like, the one talking a lot right. today. Yeah. It's like I'm the quiet one. <clears throat> it's because you didn't eat, because you ate food and you didn't. You're. Well, I ate. Mm. I ate a burger on the way here. Okay, I'm kind of. Uh, You're in a food coma. Little, yeah, little, little food Maybe. lethargic. Thank you. Yeah. So, anyway, I will move on to my final one that I brought out, which is Kill or Be Killed, Volume 1. There are four volumes total of this series. It is by Ed Brubaker, and it is awesome. The end. Oh, Brubaker. Yeah. No, I'll go into a little bit further than just Has the Has he end. ever written something we don't like? Yeah, there's stuff that he writes that I don't, I don't care for. Like, it's not that I don't like it, it's just it's not for me. It's, not, it's a style of What's writing. What's the Western like. one that he did recently? Uh, pulp. Maybe. There was Pulp, and he also did the just... Reckless series that is all... Ed Brubaker and Sean Phillips, which is the same team that did this one as well. But they are good. Just the motif doesn't call out to me. It's a genre storyline I sure. just don't care about. You know? Sure, but that doesn't make it not good. Right, yeah, that's what I said. Like, it's I, just it's not just, something I typically would read. Right. It's like it's like horror films or horror books. Horror. You you may not care about it. Not that there's anything wrong with the book one way or the other. Just it's not my not your style. Right. 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 But anyway, kill or be killed, like I was talking about. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, this story is about a guy that is depressed and he decides he, he loves with the girl. He's in love with the girl that is the, that is dating his roommate. So he's like, Oh, I love you, but you're dating my roommate. You know what? Screw it. I'm going to kill myself. Oh, I remember this one. So he yes. goes, goes up to the roof. He's like, enough is enough. I've had, I've had it. I'm going to throw myself off the roof of my apartment complex. Midway through something stops him, saves him. It is a demon that says, Hey buddy, like literally halfway through, like halfway down the building like the demon like pulls him into another realm like hey uh i know you're sad and all and die but no you're gonna you're gonna live you're gonna survive through this and we're gonna make a deal uh you'll live fine you'll be you know instead of dying you might have like a broken arm whatever you'll be fine uh but you have to kill someone once every month i don't oh, care that one. i don't care good bad and different whatever kill one person a month and he, for some reasons, decides to go with it. If he was depressed and wanted to kill himself, I don't know why he agreed to that. But, yeah, okay. it's been a while since I've read it. We'll see. Change might... of pace for his normal life, right. I guess. At that point, he's like, wait, did I hallucinate that? Is that real? I don't know. What's going on? Uh, so he fall, He makes a deal, falls to the ground, broken arm. But the doctor's like, well, you probably should have died. But that's maybe you're too drunk and that's why you went limp and that's why you were fine. Because drunken <laughs> reflexes. And Makes perfect sense. Right. So he's fine. He's like, well, is that really real? No, I'm going crazy. That must have been nothing. But then towards the end of the month, when he's running out of time for that deal, he starts getting sicker and sicker and sicker. And then he's like, holy crap, that, maybe that was, I think that was real. So he looks up a person that was from his childhood that was a known sex offender. Like, they never caught him or anything. He decides, all right, I'm going to kill you. So he gets a like a red ski mask and a hoodie, goes out, kills him. All of a sudden, his illness that was getting up, fine, gone. No, no problem. He's back to full health. So he's like, apparently that was a deal. That was that was true. That I have to do this. So then the story goes on where he's investigating, where different things are going on. Like, wait, was that real? What's that not real? Am I just seeing things? Am I going crazy? Whatever. And I I want to end it there because there's a lot going on that is really that a lot happens in these four issues or these four volumes. In but, the is it the first or the second volume where Captain America shows up? Uh, that's the fifth volume. Actually. Oh, okay. So yeah, that's the fifth volume he shows up, and this, like I said, this only runs for four volumes, and I really enjoyed it. And it is a low investment point. I mean, the first one is only nine nine nine. I want to say the majority of them are either nine 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 or fourteen nine nine. I feel like we're seeing a trend in that, and a lot of the first volumes being that lower price point to see if you even like it, especially with oh, yeah. independent publishers like this, because they have the lower overhead, mm-hmm. and they can like well. This has to be a cheap buy-in to get you hooked. Yeah. The Walking Dead for Volume 1, for the longest time, was nine ninety nine. Yep. And then the show came out. It was a huge success. Like, okay, Volume 1, that's 15 just like the rest. Mm-hmm. But everyone was already invested in it at that point because the show was out. It had been The show had been greenlit, so it was obviously a good story. And, yeah, they knew at that point, well, we're leaving money on the table. Where right. Where people 
you know, yes, first volumes, let's try to get them in at $10 because it's a cheaper price point. All right, come on. But by the time the show's in, people either are, you aren't reading it and everybody's telling you to read it, to read it, or you hear everywhere that this show is based on a comic book and you have to read it anyway. It's a yeah. safe bet for a consumer to buy it. And like, well, right. then might as well buy it at $15 because the reputation is already built <laughs> up to that price point of $15. Yep. So I don't. So yeah, I don't disagree with that at all. It makes sense for in, for independent stuff. Yeah. Here, let's try it out. And I think it shows the difference between Marvel, DC, and everybody else is Marvel, DC. They have giant companies pay for. Everybody else, they have the writer, the artist, and a little bit of the publisher. That's it. Like mm-hmm. they don't need to worry about investors and hitting these numbers, that numbers. Like they can, they can maneuver on a tighter budget, and that's what they do. I don't know how you. You have to remember, too, it's a different animal. I mean, when you talk about Marvel now, I mean, not Marvel now, the product, Marvel today. uh, Yes, you have all these other things that you have to pay for, but that doesn't necessarily make it a bad thing. No, I'm not saying it does. What I'm saying is it makes it a bad thing for the consumer on the price point. Because Marvel and DC, they have, there's this producer, this editor, this whatever image like for killer be killed there's a writer an artist an inker that's it you don't have to worry about an editor i mean they yeah. they probably self-edit it but they don't have to worry about the creative designer the storyboard art like they don't have to worry about tying in with this that and the other oh, right it is yeah. self-contained they're in control of their own destiny and for that the creators they get a bigger cut of the they actually take home more working by themselves than working for marvel or dc because marvel or dc they're like all right well here's your check do this you're done yeah. Versus this stuff, hey, here's your check. Also, you get a percentage of sales forever for this. So they actually take home more. Now, Marvel and DC is a good platform to lift up the notoriety. Hey, I'll, sure, I'll write Spider-Man for 10 years. And then I'll start doing this other stuff. People are already following me because they liked what I did there. So I can get Tom a bigger Taylor. so I can get a bigger cut for my independent stuff. It's actually yeah. funny. I'm Googling his uh, first appearance. For Whose first appearance? Tom Taylor. Okay. First thing you but wrote. you were just saying that there's less overhead. There's not too many names. I just opened up the latest issue of the Star Wars, and there's one, two, three, four, five. Name, six, name seven, off the titles that they do. Um, Editor. Oh yeah, writer, artist, colorist, letterer, color, cover artist, variant cover artists, assistant editor, editor, editor in chief, senior editor, creative director, art director, Lucasfilm Story Group. And Lucasfilm Art Department. So, like, that's a lot of bills to pay for. 21 names on this book. That is a ton of names, folks. Compared to, what, four, five, maybe seven at the most? I mean, so... Because you're going to have an editor. So, I'm I'm looking at the inside of Killer Be Killed. I mean, there are still a bunch of names in here, but it's for a lot of image in itself not just and, the book so it's and like, that's a trade you may have a different um colorist on issue two than you did issue one but they all need to be cre- credited in the trade this is a single issue right yeah like i'm looking through another one now a lot of the independent stuff is usually the same people throughout the entire story but it does happen yeah i mean so it is a like i said it is a tighter ship to handle you're also, I, I think part of also is you're also assuming that these other books are making the same amount of money as the Marvel and the DC books are. How many people are going to be writing or reading Fight Girls? Compared to Darth Vader. Compared right. to Vader, compared yeah. to Cap, you're going, compared you're going to, to Superman. Invest, yeah, as a company, you're going to invest more in Darth Vader than that. So you but, have the reason to have, what was it, 21 right. names? And this versus, huge crossover may attribute to that. Also, I mean, sure. it's tying in with the whole Star Wars comic line sure. right now. Sure, So there's so, there's, there's more to it than that. Appropriate reasons, I think, yeah. for such a larger staff. There is appropriate to a certain degree, I would say. Because when I look at a Marvel trade that contains four issues and is $25 versus an independent book that contains six issues and $10, there's something wrong with that. So Tom Taylor, when Dark Ages comes out and it's going to be a five or six issue mini four, when it comes out in trade... No, maybe five. I think it's five. Anyway, I think it's five too. It's not okay that it's twenty or twenty-five when the single issues themselves are like four, three, four, five bucks. I think because that's still cheaper. I think it's not okay when the same amount of content is in an independent book for ten dollars. 
But it's independent. Right. And I, and I it's okay if it's, okay, let's say an independent book is $10. If the Marvel DC is 12 13 you're paying for the notoriety. I understand that. But as a consumer, when you have X amount of dollars, then it makes more sense to try more of the independent stuff because it's more financially feasible. But also more that's independent stuff sucks more. Right. That's the that's the the perception that they have. Oh, they're independent. That means they're not as good as Marvel, DC, Boom now is kind of getting their name up there, you know. It'll be really interesting to see what Boom starts doing with this kind of stuff five years from now. Or image with five years from now. Do they stick to their guns? Or as they grow, do they also have to grow their price points? Well, and the good thing with independent stuff well, like Image is Image doesn't actually create content. Correct. It is all the creators, the writers and the artists. They're the ones that create They're it. just publishing they're, and distributing. They're, yeah, their job is like, hey, I'll print it. Cool. And, you know, there's that invest that cost, which I understand. Sure, everyone has that. And I've loved a ton of stuff that's come out of Image. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that's growth of, of growth of a reader, too. It's like, we all start with the Marvel and DC. Like, that's just the way it is. We all start there. Then we eventually, we like, okay, this is starting to get a little stale. Well, have you tried this other thing that's unique that, you know, in, literally anything can happen? And that's the a growth of a reader. I mean, I know I started a Marvel. I was reading nothing but Marvel. And then I tried reading some DC stuff when they did uh, New 52. Then I started reading DC stuff <laughs> when Rebirth happened. And since then, I've continued reading some DC and a lot more independent stuff because anything can happen. It's more creative stories. And I mean, look at Hollywood, movies and TV shows. Everything's getting more and more comic book based. Like, uh-huh. right, sure. Uh, the show that just premiered this past week, Why the Last Man, was a comic book that was issued 20 years ago. So why not do that? That's the more creative, independent stuff that they can make for a cheaper cost because they don't have to worry about licensing and all that fun stuff. I want to know what the history is of those trades from when they were first released to what they are now. Well, that's why at the store right now we have our all different. We have our all time bestsellers, sure, and that's very hard to keep track of because there's multiple volume editions and like, okay, how do we tie in this math with that math within this other that we think might have that, but we're not sure what has. But if it's all the same content, the exact same content, it's it it, should all stay the same, shouldn't it? it, It's collected differently, like um, unless it's varying by like. Volume one has five issues, and versus the new volume one has six or Which, seven. Yeah, that's, does. that's what it does. Okay. That's what's yeah, different. Yeah, Why the Last Man's different. It it was a sixty issue series. It first came out in ten different tra- or ten volumes. Which six issues each volume. Yeah, and then they've collected it into five volumes now. Okay, so they did hardcovers now, and softcover. So is it still the same price? Well, adjusted appropriately, or is it more expensive now? It is in the, the new sh- longer. It's act- I think it's actually think cheaper it's, now. Okay, I, I'm All thinking right. it might be, but I'd have to go back and look because I want to say the trade paperbacks were fifteen dollars a volume when it was I every think, six issues. I think volume one was ten though. Okay, but let's say but let, volume in, let's say volume general. three and four was fifteen dollars a piece. Yeah. So if you get two of them, that's thirty. I'm pretty sure the soft covers now that contain that same stuff is twenty now. Actually, is it twenty? I think it's twenty because I could probably figure out a way to argue. Well, twenty five is still the same price because you're saving. On X. Right. But at 10 bucks cheaper, I don't know that I can argue that very well. Yeah. It, hey, I'm not sure. And part of it is stuff that's lasted on the shelf longer. It is what it, like, yes, I'm seeing the, the books, the trades are 20 bucks. Books one, two, three, and five. Yeah. They're 20 bucks now. So what you That's good. That's great. Right. It is. And I mean, part of that is it's an older IP. Uh, mm-hmm. They can like, all right, well, maybe it's not selling as well. So we'll reformat it, mix it, make it a yep. better deal. Make it a better deal. I mean, yeah. Invincible right now. There's three compendiums that has the entire run mm-hmm. at sixty five dollars a compendium. That's a great deal. Sixty five dollars for those things are thick, like close to sixty issues. That's really good. But it's a series that's been you know done for twenty years, and but now it's a show, so they could theoretically charge even more because of the popularity of it. Yeah. Well, I wonder what those contracts look like too, because that's the other thing. Do you write it once and then you still own it or don't own it or whatever? I know we've talked a little bit about this when it comes to music. Just kind of curious what that industry looks like. Well, and this, it, like I said, this is the creator-owned content, though. It is the independent stuff, which the creators own it. For Image, like, Image, Walking Dead is an Image title. Robert Kirkman owns that. But and, I, I think the publishing rights go to Image, though. 
Right, but whoever I don't think but you whoever can just gets say, "Hey, Marvel, do you want to publish my Walking Dead stuff?" Now? Right, no, yeah, but I'm saying like, the creative decisions of how to it. sell it and yes. how to bundle it—that's on him. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's all him. Now, I don't know about stuff like Why the Last Man because that came out with in Vertigo, which is a DC comic-owned company. Right. At the time, I don't think they have Vertigo now. I don't remember if that closed. Yeah, I know the trades say DC Comics is the vendor, so. Okay, yeah, it was Vertigo at the time, but that was DC's adult line. Right. You know, so. Yeah, and again, not a lawyer, haven't seen the contracts. Right, right. But I think, I I would think DC owns Why the Last Man. To the printing rights, because, or Brian K. Vaughn still owns rights because Why the Last Man TV show is on FX, which is owned by Fox, which is owned by Disney. Oh. That is not Warner Brothers. Oh. So that's why so I would say I bet you he, he does actually, own it. Yeah. Hmm. So they have, okay. yes, they have the publication rights, which he still gets a cut for, I'd imagine, but he still owns the ultimate decisions on that. Sure. I wonder what also the culture of what we do, because who had, not that we didn't, first off, they didn't even exist, right? But in the 80s, who was talking about comic books? Where, like we are right now. Where right? would you go to have your ne- your weekly nerd out sessions? Right. So other than a comic book shop. So low amount of production, high amount of price, and now you the culture has created an industry that kind of has to stay there, and these newcomers can come in and do new things, different things, for less, because of the ability to compete. Yeah. So have the DCs, have the Marvels. Have they put themselves at a higher price point because they've been around longer and now they've gotten that much bigger, and so they kind of, quote unquote, have to charge that much more? Well, I think they also have to. They have to answer to more now too. Sure. I mean, image, that's, and that's necessarily not necessarily a bad thing. No, it's a good thing. That's that's the dream success. is to grow big enough that your money makes you money. I mean, right. that's what that is doing. Now, with yeah, I don't know. It's just it's it's a weird situation. Like you grow, you are the small business until you're not. Sure, you grew so big. Like all right, now you're the juggernaut. You are the. We have to answer to not only the consumer of whether they like it or not, but also have to con- answer to the board of how well are those sales performing sure. too. So there's a lot of more things you have to juggle to get the right balance on. We've talked about this with Netflix. They've essentially put themselves out of business for a little while. There, they were innovating. Mm-hmm. They did a thing. They did another thing. They changed. They continued doing. Then everybody followed them. But right? they they saw that coming. Sure. So that's why they started doing sure. original content. And how much original of that content has, has saved them? Has I, absolutely, in uh, my opinion, Stranger Things that alone has saved them. Sure. But Umbrella it was Academy. A, it was or a, is the new black even. Yep. It was a shotgun equation for them. They shot. It was the the American style of shoot. That's my Sean Connery. Um, start, throw enough bullets at it, and you're bound to hit the target. So I can't imagine how much money they've wasted because we know of so many Netflix titles that failed that, you know, out of 50, one of them succeeded. Okay, fine. One succeeded. Hopefully that keeps them afloat long enough. But I think they're past that. You think so? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. It's like they're putting out, you know, new movies are going to be coming out. They're doing a sequel to Will Smith's... um, Oh, that movie he was in with an alien. It, he's not going to be in the next one. Oh, uh, Bright. Bright, oh, yeah. They're doing a sequel oh, to that. Okay. They've got the Umbrella Academy Season 3 coming out. Stranger Things Season 4 five, or five. Four, five, 4 and 5, I think. Something like that. Oh, yeah. The last two seasons are you coming know, out at the same time. So or back-to-back. There's, yeah, right. there's a lot coming out. They're doing a sequel to The Old Guard, which was awesome. Mm-hmm. But you they, know, yeah, they, they've put out a lot of original content that's not just kept them afloat, but I think it... It also helped them thrive after that, and they're starting to figure things out a little bit more. And and they don't. The, the weirdest thing about Netflix is they don't reveal their ratings of anything. Not really. They don't. No, the, not at all. Look up. They don't say how many people are watching Stranger oh, Things. Oh, don't they? They no. They keep all that internal. Like we're doing good. That's all they say is we're doing good or this show's canceled. That's it. Yeah, Jupiter's Legacy uh, was a canceled. comic book show, but their marketing. Like I didn't even know that show came out until people were telling me about it, and they're like, "Oh yeah, it's been out for months." I'm like, "Really?" Like it hasn't but, even popped up on my trending or for tr- you. Check this out, well, my for you. Then they have spot. the weird thing that comes out of nowhere. Tiger King. We yeah. All, I mean, it was perfect storm of pandemic. We want something weird to take our minds off of it. Boom, Tiger King. There it is. Yeah. I heard you say tire. T I R E. I'm like, 
I don't even know what show that is. I mean, oh no, I heard Tiger. I, I, might, <laughs> I might watch Tiger King. What's it about? Is it about racing? Is it about manufacturing? Is it about Goodyear? Like a documentary on them? Sure. Goodyear versus Michelin? Sure. Maybe it's about the Michelin man. He's the Tiger King. I don't know. I would watch that if it's a documentary. But anyway, that's what they do Get is out. they make they have originally marketed themselves as, hey, watch all your all your favorites right here. Sure. And they've and now, kind of taken over uh sorry to interrupt uh, they've also taken over like Comedy Central's uh stand ups. Right. They've they done just, a lot of stand up stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they have pivoted to okay, instead of just using everyone else's content as a hub, we see the right on the wall. People are gonna see how successful we are. We have to innovate. Yeah. And that's what the comic books have done too. Mm-hmm. I'm like, all right, uh, lock and key. Lock exactly. I like, haven't read the comic because I just couldn't get into it and love the show. Right. So anytime a publisher like Walking Dead or Robert Herman with Image, hey, here's the I've been working on this, working on this. Oh hey, let's make a TV show out of this. Well, screw it. Why not? What do I have to lose? I own the rights. If it doesn't do well, you're paying me to make the show anyway. If it does do well, then hey, I make lots of money then too. Right. You can't go wrong. So. Yep, and, that, and, and Netflix is willing to invest in some of the weirder things. Well, mm-hmm. and you can do some of the weirder stuff with the independent stuff mm-hmm. because you don't have to go through Disney lawyers, which right. there's all that, everything, versus, hey, you, and you're one lawyer. Want to make a TV show? Done. And you yeah. ha- give you creative control, do whatever. Like It's a lot easier to work with yep. a smaller team and then make it big than to right. start with a big thing and try to make it even bigger. Now, Marvel did that with the MCU. They took the whole comic book world and made it into a universe but it's it's doable but how much money is involved with that versus how much money involved with walking dead for example but the difference that's billions. a good thing though right we definitely would have hated the mcu had they had probably the same budget as the walking dead potentially oh i'm i guarantee it with the types of names that they had from word go well i mean you're also comparing a movie franchise versus a television franchise. Those sure. are two different budgets. Sure. I'm I'm also assuming equal, you know, whatever. If The Walking Dead would have been made into movies, that would, would be X versus right. what it actually you have, was. You have different expectations for a movie versus a, a show. But I don't know that... I don't know that we would have gotten that far into the MCU if we would have had an, an equal, an equivalent budget to The Walking Dead. It's hard to say. I mean... And mind you, that was also back when it was not Marvel Disney. I mean, the closest thing I can come to with that would be Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. That's the closest comparison of the budget of The Walking Dead in the MCU was Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And that lasted eight seasons? Something like that. That's a pretty good run. Anytime a TV show can make it past one season, that's good. Mm -hmm. So, and they end it on their own terms. They didn't just get canceled. They're like, no, this is our final season. We're done. So, I would say maybe... I don't know. I mean, can't see alternate universes and multiverse things. So maybe, but not necessarily, is what I'm willing to agree to disagree on. So with agreeing to disagree and we, <laughs> us going in nearly an hour, let's talk about some books that stood out to us. We'll be relatively quick because we have run long. So Holy let's cow. do rapid fire. Jared, what is your pick of the week this week? Um, are we just doing one or two? Let's just do picks of the week. Just do picks of the week. Then I'm going to go with Titans United number seven. If you're a fan of the Titans show, it's got a lot of the same characters. And that's the HBO. Yes, the HBO Titan show. show. Not yes, the Teen not Titans, the Teen Titans or... cartoon. Right. Um, it starts out with a character that's kind of like a low-grade, uh, starting to uh, mimic the Titans' uh, powers. They're going to investigate. An amazo. Um, kind of. Okay. Yeah, it's not... I didn't. I didn't place that before, but oh, yes. Sorry. No, that's actually very good <laughs> because he was copying all their powers mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And it kind of reminds me of Rogue, also. A little. Because there is some siphoning. It almost seems. Yeah. Like. So the the Titans are kind of trying to get him under control because he can't control the powers. He goes, mm. you know, things happen, and I really liked it. It's a uh, one of seven, so you know, it's. There, it's not finite. A, you can see yeah. the end of the tunnel. It's not a huge investment. Like, oh, right. this is one of an uh, another ongoing series I've subscribed right. to. No, it it's just seven. It's going to be a good, good, solid story. It's got your favorite Titans. It's not Titans you haven't heard of. It's got, you know, Nightwing, Starfire, Beast Boy, Superboy, Taserface, Taserface. Yes, <laughs> he's everywhere. You know, it's got Red Hood in there. I like kind Red of threw, Hood. Me, threw me off for Red Hood being in there. I know. I wasn't I was expecting like, that, but I, I kind of like he him in there. Jail? So no. How has Red Hood been in the Titans before? I don't remember Red Hood as, being in the Titans. Um, no. As, as Jason Todd Robin, he was. He was, was he? 
but not he as... beat the crap out of Tim Drake. Uh, just, was... to, just when he came back alive and stuff, just proved like, hey, I'm I'm a, I'm a tougher, better Robin than you. But was he on the team Titan, the Teen Titans team though? Not that I can remember. I'd say, in of the people here, you'd be the one I know. I know yeah. I don't I don't ever remember him being um, there. I know there was a couple Titans runs that I I started at the beginning and they were just so bad that I dropped them. Okay. Like even I couldn't stick with them. It just seemed. I mean, I was not upset with it, but it just seemed odd. Like of all the Teen Titans, yeah. And Red yeah, he Hood? just kind of shows up out of nowhere, but he's part of the team, and you know, like he's trash talking left and right to right. each one of the characters. I loved it. And he's like, "Yeah, okay, there's this guy that's a problem. We'll just put him down. He's yeah. too much." Of, which I understand. Like yeah. at that point, the guy was too much of a threat. Now I understand. Let's try to save him. But also, he's just like, "Okay, we're gonna, you know, off him before something bad happens." It's either him or or everybody. Yeah. So, but yeah, it just it threw me off. I was like, I liked him being there. I liked the fit. It yeah. just it was weird. I was like, wait, what? I mean, I'm cool with more Red Hood joining Teen Titans. Kite Man was in it. Kite Man was in it. So. Uh, good old classic Kite Man. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Issue one. Issue one. Titans United. It was a good read. I enjoyed it. All right. Adrian. Uh, my picks of the week, unfortunately, turned into what I read this week. It was a super light week. It was a very light week if you're not subscribed to books. Uh, I For me, I had I still read like... 10 books that I took home because I subscribe to some books that are not on the shelf. Sure. That are subscriptions only. So I read more of the story folks. Subscribe, subscribe, click here. Uh, I mean, one of your two books was a subscription only book trial or Marauders Marauders. Really? Yeah. That's, that's too bad. That's, it, anything after issue two or three subscription only. That's oh, our normal man, policy. That's too bad. Uh, but Marauders and the trial of Magneto. That's what I read this week. Uh, I liked them. They are, in the middle of their stories, they're they're moving, they're adding stuff. I did like the fight scene um, between uh, Space Guy and um, Emma and Kitty. I'm sorry, Kate. Kate. Kate Pride. Kate Pride. Uh, on She's not Catherine. Um, that was just kind of fun. Uh, he goes to shoot her and she's diamond form. And he's like, screw this, then I'll shoot the other girl. And she's like, bullets go through me. What? <laughs> And then I make myself super dense and I punch you in the face. Uh, only problem with the whole bulls go through me. Well, what about people that are standing behind you? <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It'll be mostly fine. Mostly fine. She'll be yeah. okay. Uh, yeah. That, that's the moral. And we that's really what the frame is focusing on. Yeah. We don't see the background. It's fine. Uh, but yeah, no. Um, there there is... was a really fun twist at the end of, of, of Magneto. Um, I was really surprised to see Captain America in this ep- issue. Which actually is true. Only half. I wasn't surprised. But I mean, he's on the there. he's on the cover, right? So. <laughs> um, but yeah, unfortunately, my picks of the week were, were just what, what I read because. But that but that is why you buy them because you, I like them. You pick them to read. I like them. I will say though, I am excited for the new trade that I saw. I think it was new. I hadn't seen it collected like this, but Blackest Night Saga. I have some of those other books that came out in trades, like Blackest Night. Black Knight and Blackest Knight, Green Lanterns and Blackest Knight. They're collecting it all together. I, no. It was just the saga. This is just the saga, which and is the it core was the book. main oh. eight issues, and which parts I thought, of Green Lantern but that set up that as well, I believe. Yes, yeah, which Lantern I thought and deleted thoroughly. scenes too. Had deleted scenes <laughs> yeah. of issue that's, zero or one. That's right. Oh, crap. That's what I said. That's exactly what I said. Check that out now. Even though I've got like the single issues and I bought it in trade. Well, I had the trades, and I'm like, I think this issue is in that book, and that issue is in this other book. I almost want to just buy it just so I have them all together. Yeah, it has concept art in it, which I'm I'm always a sucker. I like concept art. Those are fun. Yeah. All right, and for me, my pick of the week is Fight Girls number three. You really like that one. I you, really you were ecstatic about issue one. I went to pick that up after you picked it last time, and we were sold out of issue one at the time. We have issue one. We're out of issue two right now. And I checked I'm out like, today. I'm not going to invest in it if I can't get the series. <laughs> I mean, I'll wait for the trade. I mean, at this yeah, point, just wait for the trade. It's three of five. Yeah. So if you have not caught up on it yet, uh, I'm really excited for it. It's by AWA Comics, another one of theirs that they're. The it is a Hunger Games style battle royale where the winner of all whoever survives and wins all the competitions they get to be declared queen of this country. Um, now they get to fight and do weird. In, they go through weird environments like one's a desert, one's the ocean, one's just a weird jungle, 
and oh, there's dude, a mystery. I don't think she's supposed to be there. There's a mystery of who one of these characters that they say she says she is, but everyone's like, um, no, that person that she says that she is is dead. So who is this person actually? Those aren't supposed to be there. They're no, those supposed those, to be on the inside. So those are supposed to be there, but on the inside of your body. Inside. Yeah. So uh, it is definitely not for the faint of heart because there is some gore that like Adrian just pointed out there flipping through, but it's not too overly the top gore and stuff and it's i do like I that know. there's that's a pterodactyl the in there no but that's only one page though it's not like oh it's not I mean, like every single page right. and stuff like that but it is a cool interesting race to see who will survive and how they use to survive issue one i still think is hilarious where the there's one girl like all right you know we can band together you know we can we can conquer this all together nah, nah, and the girl like, hits her with a shovel like hey this is a competition winner takes all go like just the dichotomy between the oh yay we're a team versus screw y'all i'm out here to win so it's a very fun book it's a it's not a super complex read it's a very light read it's a quick read. yeah i see that there's not a lot of it's a lot talking. of it's a lot of action there's a lot of yelling and screaming in pain but not and a lot of talking. i say like this, that needs good art right from what i can and this see, is solid this is that looks solid it's it's it wants to be a real life show or something. Hey, if they're but telling it's a story, not a comic book. Well, yeah, if they're telling you know a story I mean? with with the actual art rather than with the dialogue or thought bubbles or anything like that, that's a really good way. You know, well, I love comics like that. And the mm-hmm. way it's being told too is it is a television show. It is a broadcast, mm-hmm. you know, reality TV show. And it even shows behind the scenes like the thought bubbles and stuff. Is the actual camera producer like, all right, zoom in on camera three, pan out camera four, like just a fun little text of that like oh that's cool to see them trying to really make it feel like you're watching someone making a show sort of thing and the show itself so yeah it's really good that is fight girls number three let's get the part that jared always forgets the hero of the week i'm ready all right jared who is your hero of the week i'm gonna go with brian k vaughn because he turned my favorite comic into a tv show and i really liked why the last man the first three episodes oh you are i watched all three Oh, yeah. yeah so the day it came out, <laughs> yeah. I was two in. and uh, Yeah, I watched them on Monday also. Yep. So, yeah. Brian K. Vaughn. Brian, Brian K. Vaughn. Adrian. I'm going to go with a really weird one. And when you if you follow me, you might be like, all right, I can't help but agree with them. I'm going to go with the U.S. Department of Defense. Because in the 1960s, according to History.com, they created the first working internet network, right? So, considering the last two years, imagine what it would have been like without the internet. It would have been the Spanish flu all over again, which is not great. Right. Uh, in the 60s um, is when they did this. They connected the White House with something else. Uh, so, from History.com, the first workable prototype of the internet came in the late 1960s with the creation of ARPANET, or the Advanced Research Projects Agency Network. Originally funded by the U.S. Department of Defense, ARPANET used packet switching to allow multiple computers to communicate over a single network. The yeah, internet. I might be, right. I might be wrong the on internet. that White House. I was reading somewhere where it might connected been. the White House with something else, and they were able to do something like long distance. Possibly a White House so, with the Department of Defense. Like, right. here's a test. Yeah. yeah. Right. So. All right. And I will wrap it up with my Hero of the Week, which is another Tom as well. Tom Anderson. Does that name ring any bells to you guys? Mr. Andrew. Nope. Wrong guy. Uh, that is the creator of MySpace. Because, oh, right. Ladies, because, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> I was like, if you listen to last week's episode, you will know I talked about the end of follow us on MySpace. That's right. We have a MySpace account. Do we still? Uh, no, I just made one for us today while I was booting up the computer. So follow us on I, MySpace.com slash Alter Ego Comics Presents. I actually tried JT. to uh, log in to mine last week. And like I clicked on forgot password, it didn't even recognize my email address. So I'm like, I don't, I don't have an account anymore. So yeah, I think I, Justin Timberlake now he, owns MySpace, or at least he owns a good portion of it, yeah, or whatever. But yeah, uh, he created MySpace. Tom Anderson did. So follow Forget us about him. now on MySpace, ladies and gentlemen, at well, alter myspace.com slash alter ego comics presents. We're hitting the big time. That's right. It's not just a running gag from last week. <laughs> I made it actually happen. <laughs> now. As I'm speaking right now, there's nothing on it because, like I said, I made the profile right before I started recording on this. But hopefully by the time that's published, I'll have it more decked out. The Afters, actually, uh, I was listening to this. It's an older album. can't think of when it came out, but they had a song called MySpace Girl. All right. Which is kind of ironic considering it doesn't exist really anymore. Right. And, that, and that's part of the reason why I decided, you know what? 
Yeah, let's do it. Let's make. I'll make a MySpace for Alter Ego Comics Presents the podcast. That's right. We have a MySpace. <laughs> Follow us on MySpace. Uh, you're dumb. <laughs> Follow let the... us know you have a MySpace. Yes, you as well let, by following exactly. us. Exactly. Or, or taking it back. So. Follow us on MySpace if you don't want to. Do that. You better That's learn okay. to code. You can follow us on Facebook at Alter Ego Comics. You can follow us on Twitter at Alter Ego Comics. Uh, we have an Instagram. We have a TikTok also, but those are new and lame. Let's go old school with MySpace, MySpace. because let's make it a thing, MySpace, folks. MySpace is old school. So, yeah. That is not a phrase that I thought would ever exist. Yeah. So let, let's do it, folks. Let, let, let's bring it back. Let's resurrect the dead. And if it ever happens, I want to take credit, pure credit for this. Go it, for it. It's a joke. You do got that. it on a podcast. It's going to be, you know, uploaded. It's going to be huge. So, so yeah. <laughs> if you don't want to do that, like I said, follow us on our other social medias or the log, real ones. Log into social media, log into MySpace just to see it. Like, it does exist. We do have one. And I won't try to pimp it every single week as we go on because why not? This is a fun thing. You that, better code that thing good. I mean, no, no, I'm going to go full, like, early 2000s. That's what I mean. No, oh, it's going to be God. background no, it's, music. It's going, to, it's going to be awful. Yeah. It's going to be great. So, yeah. Different uh, backgrounds. The the dancing baby gif. The, oh, <laughs> oh, yeah. That yeah. wasn't a gif. That was a video. Right. But, I mean, now it's a gif. I can just insert the gif and be done. Anyway, follow us on our social medias. Come to the shop. And we will see you all next time. My feelings hurt. Because <laughs> of MySpace? Yeah. <laughs>